0: Just go to indeed.com slash hack it out right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash hack it out. Terms and conditions
1: apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back to the Hacking Out Golf Podcast. Uh, It's just me and Lou this evening. Scott can't make it this evening. Um, We're talking about, I don't know if we should really talk about this subject, to be fair. We're going to talk (laughs) about a subject that probably doesn't mean anything to anybody. I don't even know why they even play the Ryder Cup, to be honest, but we're talking about the Ryder Cup. Welcome, Lou.
0: Mr Crossfield it's good uh, it's really good to talk to you today I'm very excited about this conversation
1: I normally look forward to our conversations but I wasn't I've just not been looking forward to this one I just like what on like what happened there a eh? round let's have a roundup from your side of the pond give me what I mean obviously all celebrations amazing result dominance is definitely a relevant phrase for this Ryder Cup What's your roundup general feeling um, towards what happened?
0: Well, I think we start off with nineteen to nine is what we start off with. Let's. Uh, it's a
1: record, isn't it? It's a record. It? Uh,
0: yeah, I think in the modern era, it's a record. Um, yeah. So it was uh, obviously a dominant performance. But you know, you take you know nineteen to nine. All it takes is you know two or three matches to go the other way, and it's 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 quickly you know sixteen to twelve, and, and, and so nineteen to nine maybe sounds a, a little bit crazier than it than it might be if a, a couple of putts drop here and there. Uh, it was so much fun to watch, um, and uh, I, it's been three years since the last one, and it, it, it made me realize how much I absolutely love watching the Ryder Cup, love watching team play. Um, it, it, it was just uh, such a treat to, to see them out there and play. Um, I thought the American team obviously played, played great. Uh, they had a few things go their way. They made, made a few putts. Uh, there's a lot of chatter around the future uh, of the American team a little bit younger DJ as the elder statesman with what
1: what is he 36
0: 37 yeah um, I would
1: guess around there yeah, yeah
0: and, and so there's a you know a lot of talk around that um, overall it, it was amazing to watch and uh, I was super happy with the outcome and and there's some players that really stepped up and and played well. So, what about you from from your side of the pond? What do you think?
1: Yeah, well, it's really interesting. It was really interesting to watch, and I follow it online more than actually watch shot by shot plays. Um, really, no, I'm surprised yeah, by that. Yeah, just to, to do with the way it's broadcasted in this country, I I don't okay. want I don't want to have to pay to watch it. Basically, um, you I, have yeah.
0: to pay to watch the Ryder Cup.
1: Yeah, don't. the UK golf sport is, in my opinion, a complete mess. Oh, um, wow. We have to pay to watch the Open. Uh, our national event is we have to pay to watch it. It's not on... Free terrestrial telly, it's disgraceful, but it's what it is. But anyway, um, yeah, so I followed it. I, I did it because we've done comebacks because Europe do fight so hard. I was still expecting some kind of push on the last day, it wasn't until it was over that I thought yeah. it was over. Like my heart of hearts knew it was over. I said to my parents, You know, I'm not sure why you're watching that, it, it's kind of over, but as you're following it, I still thinking, like, you because it's match play, you never know what's going to happen. So, I mean, it, 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 was all, it was exciting to the end, even though it wasn't exciting, which is what I love about the Ryder Cup. I think it does really show how much, just how special that team kind of competition and that sprint golf kind of format can be. Like, I don't think it particularly shows you who are the best players overall, even though you could argue on these two teams it does, but we'll come on to that because um, we can look at Ryder Cups gone by and you would say sometimes that the better team didn't win. Um, that sprint golf kind of format is just exciting. It's like, it's like taking a long, boring sport, and I love golf, so I don't find it long and boring, but your average watcher would find golf a little bit long and boring and turning it into like a 100-meter sprint, it, and I think that's fantastic, and I do think it's got the potential to appeal to a lot of non golfers. And that's also what makes me sad that it's so protected, certainly in this country for viewing. Because I do think it would appeal to more casual golfers and even non golfers. Like you wouldn't, a, a close rider Cup, a close match play, you just got to love sport and you're going to feel the tension, don't you think?
0: Uh, Yeah. And, you know, I agree. Match play is so much fun to watch. And I think one of your points earlier was, you know, maybe match play doesn't identify the best player. And I I agree with that. Um, You know, match play is, is uh, extraordinary as a viewer to watch. Yeah. Uh, But if we're trying to identify the best player or the best team, doesn't always necessarily identify the best player or the best team. Um, we could probably have a a podcast just dedicated only to that. Um, but you know, match play so much fun to watch. And I actually found myself, you know, I, I tweeted something out around this. Um, uh, it was impossible to root against Shane Lowry. I mean, oh, I am just a, brilliant? oh, I'm just such a fan of the guy. He yeah. he kind of epitomizes the you know the passion of just absolutely. He he absolutely loved everything about being there. Yeah. Um. And it was fun to watch him uh, when he made uh, the one putt on on eighteen and just yeah. bananas. That yeah. was so much fun to watch. There was a great picture of him in celebration and and his father behind him, sort totally. of blurred out in the background. And even though I'm rooting against the European team, um, how can you root against Shane Lowry? I mean, it was yeah. just, uh, he was so much fun to watch.
1: I'm a huge fan. I liked him before this, but I'm an even bigger fan now. Like yeah. I, I hope there's. He's a great, great guy. Things. Yeah. And- I've, I've been lucky enough to film with Shane a couple of times. Or oh, yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. And he's just so, he's so humble. I mean, I remember talking to him about this is when he had won one WGC and I talked about him saying like, you know, you won that. And, not loads has happened since. Do you feel any pressure? And he was like, yeah, it's rubbish, isn't it? Like, I've won one. And I can't seem to win anything else. He was, like, so humble. And I was like, no, no, I don't mean it like that, Shane. Like, you're, you're still an amazing player. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, like, I won a monthly medal once. You know what I yeah. mean? I mean, you know, it, 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 he was so humble and down the worth. I, in the first lockdown, I did a little video with him and we did it over Zoom, like we do these podcasts. Um, and he just—he was sat in front of his fireplace. He was in Florida, and we we're talking about the Open. He said, I, "I'm looking at the claret jug right now. Do you want me to get it?" And he just walked off the camera, came back with the claret jug, held it up, Look at, like looking at it like it was a toy, reading yeah. the names on it, and it was—it was just like a, like it was. I was just talking to a mate, showing me like his new car or something. He was—he he is a great guy. And yeah, he did uh, come awesome. across brilliantly in it, didn't he?
0: Yeah, he did. Uh, I also, you know, I know DJ went five and zero, oh, and he had a great you know, great performance was the fourth or fifth player to ever do that. Um, so yeah. that's certainly special, but I think Rom just cemented himself as the best player in the world. Didn't he, um, yeah. He's an f- incredible player. And, um yeah it feels like he can really go on a run over the next two or three years and, and rack up some hardware with how well he is playing so
1: yeah. I
0: enjoyed I always enjoy watching him play uh and he he played really well so it's it's fun to see him he's going to be a force in the game for a long time
1: certainly and I I, I think the difference between prior Ryder Cups and this one when you mentioned 99 as the score and I've said it to a few guys, in other Ryder Cups where it's been closer or then we've won against great teams as well, I think, which again, we'll come on to that, um, is that we have one or two Rams and then one or two rookies that go mental and then one of your solid players just playing really. We had one Ram and that's kind of all we had. Everyone else was not really firing to the abilities that we know that they can fire to that was the biggest difference i found where the american team had six or seven rams basically and six and seven rams doesn't compete against one ram unfortunately and that's what i felt was the biggest difference normally you've got polter winning more points than you could argue he should do. Um, And you've got a rookie coming in, uh, uh, winning, like we had Thomas Peters winning points one year, like which you would never have put money on him doing what he did. You had Molinari and Fleetwood, like owning Tiger Woods three days in a row uh, in France, which you wouldn't have always put your money on. And we just didn't have that. We had one Ram and everyone else, just they're great players and they can fire. Like we know they just didn't fire on those three days. And I I felt like that was the difference. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check.
0: Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Yeah, you know, I I feel like I need to point out a few other things about the European team that I like, because I'm I'm, I'm trying to be compassionate towards your pain at the moment. (laughs) So I was actually, you know, I didn't want to see anyone on the American side lose points, but um, I kind of smiled at Westwood and Poulter. Winning their singles matches on Sunday, you know, Westwood has been uh, part of the Ryder Cup for, you know, for really, it, you know, as long as I, yeah. you know, have really been watching Ryder Cups, um, and it might that might have been his last match, so it was cool, and I, I think his son was on the bag for him, right? Um, was, his, yeah, his yeah, son so was on the bag to go out that way, win your match. I know you lost the cup, but that was fun to see. And Poulter, I don't know Poulter might be. For what is he, 300th in the world is ranking. Um, (laughs) um, No, he's like 49th or 50th. Yeah, I don't know. He might be there in a couple of years, but he's certainly getting a little bit long in the tooth. So, but it it was nice to see that. And how about Rory on the final day? Did you see that interview? Brilliant. Well, I mean,
1: we I know you're a massive Rory fan. You just can't help but love the honesty of someone like that. I mean, I posted it on Twitter and people try to criticize Rory. And what I mean by that is, as in, like, I don't mind you saying he didn't play well. I wouldn't say that's criticism. He'd probably say he didn't play that well. It's when people say things like, he doesn't try hard enough. Is he, you know, is he good enough anymore? All these kind of things. Is the passion still there? And you just think, like just look at the guy that oh, just yeah. meant everything to all of them as well. That right. was such a thing. Did you not find that? You not think obviously the Americans couldn't help but be united because when you're all drinking champagne out of a cup that unites most people, doesn't it? But the losing team <laughs> were still really, you know, they were all just, we were really proud to be a group and it felt like they were a good group of, of people. It didn't feel like the spirit was any different from a winning team to a losing team amongst the team. The only difference was who was firing on those three days from our team to your team. The, the spirit in the European team was as commendable as ever. There were questions about um, Harrington's Choices. I don't know if you've got any yeah. opinions on that. I don't normally have opinions on that, to be fair. No, I, I don't You win know and either. the choices are fine and then you lose and then you question yeah. them. It feels a little bit like that in the Ryder Cup to me.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's like that in all of sports. You know, when, when you win, everything is great and, and you made perfect decisions. And when you lose, it, it, it's, um, you know, it's the worst thing ever. Um, yeah. How about, I want to ask you about Bryson. So Bryson yeah. really seemed to have, not just performance-wise, um, but he, I mean, we can come to the... To so the 417-yard drive on number five, what do you like 72 or 73 yeah, yards yeah. to the pin? I mean, that's yeah. just incredible. And I
1: think Scott called that prior to the <clears throat> event. I think he called that on Twitter or somewhere that, that people were going to possibly take that on.
0: Yeah, it was, it was fun to watch, but he seemed like he really endeared himself with the fans and he came out of it the other side with a much different um, maybe overall vibe towards him than he had two or three weeks ago. It just felt a lot different. And maybe, hopefully it's a turning point. It looked like him and Kepka got along, which I think was good for the team. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I, I will be happy if we are past that feud. And it, it just goes away. And it's not really a thing anymore. And we don't have to deal with people, you know, harassing players on the golf course. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, a fan of that. And I, and I tweeted about, you know, the people, you probably didn't pick it up, but you could pick it up on the broadcast at times where there were fans you know, yelling things at the European players that, you know, I understand you're going to root for your side, but yelling at balls to get in the water and some other comments while players are in almost in their pre-shot routines. I I don't think that I'm not a fan of that. I don't think that plays a part. So hopefully the things that were going on around with Bryson, those just kind of dissipate and go away.
1: Yeah. I mean, a couple of points for me there. I mean, I was in Paris when we won three years ago now and there there was plenty of non-saint cheers there. Like the Europeans, I wouldn't say are any particularly better as a gross uh, generalization and stereotype, but it does play true to a certain extent. I would say Americans are slightly louder. So maybe those cheers are just a bit louder. They were still there in Europe. It's just the Europeans are maybe a little bit more suave with the way they're doing it, but they were still doing it. Because yeah. I did see people saying some things about American fans. And I thought, well, I was in Paris and there were plenty of people getting drunk and there were plenty of people cheering when Mickelson hit it in the water and the rest of it and shouting for it to get in the water. But I agree with you. I think it it's a shame it goes that way. But and then the other thing I think with Bryson and um Kepka in the sense that they did look like there was some common ground that they could build maybe a understanding of each other a bit more on. But at the same time, people don't have to like each other. Like they cannot like each other. That I, that doesn't bother me. I think the, the fact that it's turned into more is a shame, but I've got no problem with two people not liking each other as in like they're different personalities. And they don't need to like each other really because they only relate probably through golf, don't they? Which is kind of yeah, work, isn't sure. it? But yeah, It'll be interesting to see where that goes. Definitely. Um, I've got a couple of other main questions, but I just want to quickly mention, I don't know what your thoughts on this. So I, when I was going to America more before pandemic hit, and I would talk to Americans about the Ryder cup, um, there was a, I got a bit of a pattern back from Americans saying that they don't really watch it anymore. Like it was almost because they were losing a few times like the American average fan stopped watching it. Is there any truth, would you say, in that or not? And the fact that you've won it now with such 99 must have been a massive headline for America sport, not just golf. Will yeah. that reinvigorate Americans to watch if it was true that Americans were dialing out of the Ryder Cup a little bit. You know,
0: I didn't. Um, it's, it, that's one thing I don't really pay attention to is um, sort of the TV coverage and how many eyeballs were, were watching mm-hmm. the Ryder Cup. I, I wish I had that in front of me. I, I don't know what it was. I know those ratings come out somewhere. And occasionally, depending on what it is, I'll see people maybe post what the ratings were and how many watched and if it's better than last time. Uh, I, I wish I, I knew the answer to that. Um it, it sure felt like people were into it. Um, yeah, from, it did. I mean, you, it did for me, yeah. yeah. Yeah, from what I could gauge with, you know, my own circle of friends, my own circle of extended friends, what I saw on Twitter and other social media. Um, so I, I think people were into it. I think golf yes. is booming right now. Yeah, um, I mean. You know, pe- golf is booming everywhere in every, uh, every kind of imaginable way. So I think that there's just more eyes watching than maybe there was three years ago because of this influx of players. So I thought it was great. I hope it continues. Um, you know, and I, lo- I really love team competition. And the one thing that I don't like is we have the Ryder Cup, we have the President's Cup and it's USA versus Europe, USA versus the world. Um, I'd love to see a combo event where yeah. all three teams play at the same time. Yeah. and it's a ro- it's sort of a round robin tournament. I don't know exactly what the format would be, but every you know players would play every day. Uh, there would be it would be maybe four to five days. It would be a mix of team and single events each day. Um, I'd have to put some effort, some mental effort into what uh, what the format would be one. and how it would yeah, look. Yeah. But to me, that would be so much fun to do that. I think that would be something that uh, at least I would really enjoy uh, to see three teams competing for one prize. I don't know what we call it, but I I love that idea. And I'd put that out there. And some people had some interesting comments around, you know, that'd be great. They'd love to see a mixed gender event. Yeah. where it was men and women uh, of USA versus men and women of Europe. That would be, uh, you know, that'd be, that'd be fun to
1: watch. What what are your thoughts on like, a combo event? Yeah. Well, I tweeted the same. I, um, it shows you how good those match play tournaments are. I think it's, it reminds me a little bit of cricket in this country. So you don't play cricket much over there, if at all, do you? But we have... I, I don't know the first thing about it. <laughs> no. So we have the Ashes against Australia. So one of the... I don't really watch cricket anymore, but one of the biggest things to watch was England v Australia. It was You know, there's this, you know, rivalry that's been built up over years. There's slight chips on shoulders because of the history of how Australia was formed from UK as well. So you have all this kind of brilliant, friendly banter going on. But it was, it was, it's closed shop. It's England v Australia. And you think, well, like, it's great because I'm English. That appeals to me. And the Australians I work with, they love it. But what the rest of the world aren't really getting involved with that. So I do think there's a great chance, but it's a tough one because it all comes down to business at the end of the day. Why would the Ryder Cup want to give up what it's got, which is a very lucrative product? But for an international team event, I mean, I just relate it to our World Cup for football. Like our World Cup for football, I think is the most watched sporting event on the planet. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure it is. It it dwarfs any of the American sports, which really surprised me when I looked at it. When I thought it would be like a American football or a base or a basketball, or something, but it wasn't. It was football. It was European Championships, and then the World Cup is just massive. Um, it would be great to get golf trending the same way that that the world cup happens it's every four years it's a massive global event um but i mean it's a wish rather than something i would bet any money on it happening because it would be tough to pull it off wouldn't it because the hardest thing is to get everyone to care isn't it that's always the hardest thing is to get all the countries to care and then it's to get the audience to care and it's to get the sponsors to care and then it's to get the venue to care that's the real trick with any of those events but i care mark i can hear that you care absolutely i think we would like to see it it would be a tough one but we'd like to see it um so leads me on to my second question then are they the best team of all time there is a part of me that feels right that when (laughs) when certain countries win certain events and let's say they do it in style like they did that there are visions of grandeur a little bit does does that make any sense it makes me feel a little bit like what's your what's your baseball big tournament called just name the big tournament in baseball what it's called
0: the world series you're talking about that (laughs) is that what you're talking about the world series
1: the world series Yeah. yeah The, yeah. the world you know the world consists of more of your states doesn't it
0: <laughs> It does it does
1: <laughs> so was it the greatest thing is it the greatest team and one of the greatest teams of all time because well go on answer I, i'll set you up a question because i've got something in front of me that might, i want to know what you think what do you think uh it, it's
0: one of them i'm sure yeah. it's like anything else where i think that Today's players are significantly better than players from 50 years ago. I think so much has changed about the game, um, how much money they play for, what we know about fitness, nutrition, what we know uh, about the swing with the advent of things like TrackMan and GC Quad. Uh and it's just it's just different. Uh, and and people are putting in significant amount of effort to get much better, and they're doing it with a whole lot more knowledge. So they're being able to do it more efficiently and effectively. So I think players today are just better than they were 50 years ago. So you can take the elite Ryder Cup teams from, you know, I don't know, I'll arbitrarily pick a, a year and say from 1970 and before. And the, this team would hammer all of them, even on a even on a poor day. Um, is it the best team compared to I don't ninety know, nine? Uh, I don't know, maybe. Um, and I, and I just because the score was nineteen to nine, to me it doesn't. Uh, that, that's not indicative of they are the you know one of the best teams ever. I wouldn't use that as a barometer. Um, no, just be just because just because it, there's so much that can happen in match play. You know, you can go out and. I'm going to be extreme here, but we could have had everyone on the United States side shoot 78. You know, if we were doing the stroke play, and everyone on the European team shot 83, uh, and we won a whole lot more points. Um, they didn't play really well, but they won more points. So, you know, I, I, the score in in this year's event doesn't really. I wouldn't use that to determine how how good they are. Um, Go on. What do you, What do you think?
1: Well, I'm just going to read you the, the United States team that was at the Gulf Nationale. So, the one prior to this one
0: Tiger, yeah, well, here <laughs> go, You've got,
1: you got Kepka Johnson, JT. So, right. it, they're already in there. So, they're the same. Patrick Reed, Bubba Watson, two different yeah. ones. Obviously, you would argue Patrick Reed would have got closer to getting in that team if it wasn't for the illnesses and what have you, possibly. But, you know. Maybe. Bubba's definitely turning his career around a little bit through age and commitments with family, it seems from what I follow. Bubba's amazing. Social. He's one of yeah, my favorite I, players he's, out He's there. one of my favorite humans. Yeah. I love Bubba. He's great. Speef, so he's the same. Fowler was in that team. Obviously, his form is not where it was. Webb Simpson's pretty good. He's a gear, uh, yeah. he's pretty good. Yeah. Bryson, Phil Mickelson, Tiger Woods, and Tony Finau. I mean, you're not telling yeah. me that team can't beat the team of today apart from we're just talking about a little bit of form i mean that team yeah and just, uh, just it's just because they didn't win right. if they had a 199 then i said yeah. that team's the best team now like, what's the rules here it's literally about so you, you you've you got because our team is also not that dissimilar so we had molinari wasn't this year rose wasn't this year tyrrell hatton was in it fleetwood was in it ram mcelroy Noren was in it, not this year. Olsen, not this year. Casey, Garcia, Poulter, all in it. And then Stenson, who wasn't in it. Um, You've just literally... It's like all worlds colliding. You've got all worlds aligning and colliding. You guys fired with a good team. We didn't fire with, I would argue on paper, a slightly weaker team. But on paper... The um the Golf National team is weaker than Tiger and JD and Kepka and Johnson. It, I just think people get carried away with that score. I've played a lot, uh, enough match play in my life to know that every it's on a knife edge. These results are like on a knife edge. Because like, oh, here's they the question. Yeah, no, if, what if, they the who... play, if they were to play tomorrow, same team, same course, they just peg it up tomorrow. Do you reckon it's going to be 99 again? I don't.
0: Yeah, no, I, I don't. I don't think it would. I think any of these teams can win on any given day. Any of these players can beat any other player on both sides on any given day. Um, I mean, they're all. Who's the lowest ranked player on your team? I mean, we know polter's like three hundredth in the world. Um, but besides our besides Ian um, would w- w- he's got to be one of the lowest ranked. I don't. I don't have that in front of me. I'm not sure what
1: it is. If I had to I guess, it was what maybe the- him world ranking is he's he, top 50 because he played is he? well he was because he played the masters yeah so what's his ranking i'm um, gonna look it up
0: yeah i'm not sure who, it doesn't matter all of them are amongst the best Sixty two. 62 all of them are amongst the best 100 players on the planet on both sides so they all have the ability to beat uh, anyone on either side on any day um, he, he, it just happened all our way yeah
1: he was 21st in 2019 wow i can't believe he got that high in the rankings he did he was yeah. he won four times on the european tour i think in one where year. he won the scottish what tour oh yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: There's another tour outside of the United yeah. States. Yeah. The World Series. That. It's called yeah. the World Series. Yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't realize he got that. I mean, he's a great player. A phenomenal all great player. Players. I mean, you yeah. had
1: Tyrell Hatton's a great player, and he just didn't show up, really, did he? He was barely visible. He, maybe That's... he wasn't mad enough. I yeah, mean. <laughs> exactly. That's Ram was right, mad. Yeah, he, he was. was he was so
0: angry, well. furious.
1: So that leads me on to my next question. Then can so just before I go on to my next question, I am not saying the American team isn't the best team. I reckon it is one of the best teams, or and certainly it's it's a great team. But I, I wouldn't be doing that purely on just the result. The result to me was astounding and great, and they played great but it's it, it, they were just the team in the golf national were also a great team. If we sure. don't on paper, uh, can Europe rebuild or do they need to have to, do they have to rebuild? Cause I look at the European tour and I don't see apart from, you could argue Justin Rose who didn't play. Um, and some people would have suggested that he should have been a pick. Well, I think you put Justin Rose in that team. We still lose 18, 10, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like no, yeah, it doesn't change. It mean, much. It's not as if we had 17 people knocking down the door to go and take on Kepka and DJ, in my mind.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know how you I, I don't even know what it means to rebuild with with in context of the Ryder Cup. Um you're either going to have world-class good players um that are that are playing golf or you're not. And you know, do I think the European team is in trouble? No, I, I don't think so. Um I pay way more attention now to the WAGGER than I ever did. So WAGGER is W A G R, the World Amateur Golf Ranking. Yeah. And I pay way more attention to that now than I ever did because there's uh, you know college players that I work with, and we look at that and we use that to just understand where they are and give them some goals to maybe try and strive for. And when someone said that you know the Europeans, they don't really have anyone out there that's going to be able to play in the Ryder Cup. Um, I went and I was curious and I looked at the current world amateur golf rankings and, of the top 30 players, I think there was nine maybe that are, that would be playing on the European team. Um, so there's a lot of young college players right now that are phenomenal players. Um, and think about where Victor Hovland was two years and three months ago, he was still playing college golf. Um, yeah. And so two years from now, are, are some of these names that are at the top of the world amateur golf ranking going to be on tour and, and playing well? Absolutely. Um, so there are names out there uh, that people don't even know that might be future stars for Europe. Um, it's re- it'll be really cool to see how, um, you know, like Alex Fitzpatrick, where he ends up. Matt so he- Fitzpatrick, uh no no oh Alex, that's his, his brother. brother yes sorry, yes, his yes brother yes yeah, so yeah he's um he's top five in the world amateur golf rankings I mean he's a great player yeah so it'd be kind of cool to see him and his brother together one of my favorite Ryder Cup moments and I think we talked about this a while ago was 2010 was that when Molinari's yeah. played up together the
1: yeah like the road, that was w-
0: when they came out like, I'm again, I'm not rooting for the European team in the Ryder Cup, but that was a cool moment. Yeah. And like I enjoyed. So I think we have a real opportunity to see that at some point in the future with uh, the Fitzpatrick brothers. And, you know, there's other players in the top 30 that are going to make it on tour and, and play really well. So if you were to have asked two years and three months ago, um, you know, hey, are there any really good college? You know, what, what's the future? What's the future of young players on the European team? Nobody knew who Hovland was. Yeah. Uh, totally. Now look at him. He's a. He's a. You know, he's a staple.
1: And he's probably going to be part he's of Ryder Cups better. for you, decades. Yeah, you would think, wouldn't you? And it's interesting. Yeah. You mentioned the Molinari's because the next one in 2023. Well, I literally played the course two weeks ago. It's in Italy. Oh yeah, yeah. How was yeah. it? Oh, it's amazing! Just outside of Rome, purpose built. Yeah, for it. It, 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 yeah, it'll be great. And the fact that we stayed at the hotel that the players will stay at—it's a beautiful hotel that looks over Rome. You're in Rome. You're in one of the best cities in the world. It'll be such a great experience for the Americans. Will love it. The same when they came to Paris, you had all the pictures of them. Yeah. Outside of did they go to the Louvre and they went to lots of they were you know they were, they were obviously sightseeing rome if they haven't all been already they'll just if they don't spend some time before or after in rome they'll they'll they're missing a trick what was the co- how was the course was it, was course it good it'll be a, no it's you know it's a it's a it's similar to celtic manor it's a stadium course it's um a bit of water it can be it can play long there's a bit of breeze but not crazy um they'll make it narrow i'm sure with rough it wasn't narrow there was room Um, there was a few drivable par fours which would make it exciting as well it was just a good stadium of course it'll be a really good venue and uh, like golf in Italy is not anywhere the size of golf in the UK so it's fantastic for Italy to get it like oh yeah that's great I'm sure
0: it'll bring I uh, desperately
1: want at least one of the Molinari like Italy and golf wants one of the Molinari if not both but my money would be on one of them qualifying for that because it that would just be to play the Ryder Cup in your home country I mean you wouldn't have dreamt of that growing up in Italy as a kid because like golf Italy isn't always the first connection that you make so yeah it'll be great if a Molinari can get into that and that that leads me on to my last question home advantage is there such a thing as home advantage Uh, It was mentioned, it was certainly commentated about. I mean, we won at the Golf National. There were certain tactics talked about with the course set up. They really did grow the rough in very tight. I mean, I was there. Some of the pinchings of the fairways as it got past certain distances, you know, with some of the longer US players in mind were impressive. Like Alex Norrin, who was in that winning team in France, isn't the longest player in the world. If you go and pinch it crazy in at around three hundred to three fifty, Alex Noron's got more of a chance against your Brooks or your Bryson and what have you. Um, it, it definitely, it's talked about that the course of the home advantage. What do you think?
0: Um, yeah, that's a that's a good question. Um, I think you can certainly try and stack the deck in your favor um, with respect to course setup, yeah. um, and you know I think just. One of the points there that I I think you hit on that's important is just simply growing the rough up and making it taller um, is not going to – it's probably going to tip the scales to the players that are hitting the ball longer, right? So just imagine fairways that are 10 yards wide and you grow the rough up to six inches tall. Yeah, but not, Um,
1: not if they're 50 yards wide exactly like that's the to yeah. 300 and that 300 they go yeah. to 20 yards wide. That's, that's the what point
0: they would... right that's the point that you made where you know if the fairways are the same width throughout um yes, it's going to give an advantage to longer hitters but yeah. if you make the fairway 100 yards wide up to 290 290 and, and yeah. then um it's going to uh, and then pinch it in significantly from there uh, it is certainly going to uh, take away the advantage of uh, length or it's going to it, minimize it.
1: It did make me think when I think of this question and a few people were mentioning home advantage it, and I don't think it does play a part. And I, I actually think it's a fun, it, it's the, the slight home advantage, the home and away is a bit like a football match. You get your home supporters and your away supporters. It's quite a nice mix each year but if there was such a thing as a definite home advantage would it not lead on to the question that we should have a neutral course why why would we not then have a neutral course why would we be playing if home advantage was actually something that was really dictating the outcome of these events Well, that just seems silly now. That's now, it's now like, it's not actually the Ryder Cup of players, is it? It's the Ryder Cup of green keepers all of a sudden. (laughs) I like it. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. that's good.
0: I I don't mind that they flip-flop it back and forth. Yeah, I like it. But if it did
1: did dictate the, the outcome, I'm not saying it does. Let's pretend it did this hypothetically you would maybe go more for a neutral ground. So we have a football tournament in the UK called the FA Cup. And when it gets to certain rounds, I don't watch enough football, but when it gets to certain rounds, it becomes a neutral pitch. They don't, it's not, you haven't got a home or away advantage. They go to a neutral ground, basically. When it gets to the final, it certainly does, because it's a Wembley or sometimes the semis. Would there be a case for that? If it was actually swaying the, if every time we see it swaying, I'm not saying it's going to, but let's say it did just hypothetically.
0: Uh, maybe, um, like, yeah. you know, they could
1: play it around some like 5,600 course members course, slightly. That'd be amazing to watch. Yeah.
0: yeah. That'd be, that'd be incredible to watch. Just pick I, some Muni somewhere. Yeah, so
1: Hi, you know. John. Can I get a tea time next Friday? I've got some friends coming. <laughs> Sorry. Now we've got the Ryder Cup on. Sorry yeah. for what?
0: <laughs> yeah that, that that would be spectacular I, I would like that i i don't um i i think the fans can make a difference um yeah i've obviously never played in a ryder cup i have no idea what that's like but i have to imagine when the majority of the crowd is rooting for you it's probably feels better than when they're not rooting for you uh but i think all of those players are are pretty darn good at um getting into their bubbles and blocking yeah. things out when it comes time totally. to hit the golf shot so yeah. um but i will give the european fans credit one thing i did miss this year was i love all the songs that you have like we have no songs um but we had our singers up.
1: were there our singers went did you notice yeah. that those guys who dress up in the in the european colors they got there
0: yeah it's it's great i enjoy uh hearing all the different songs that you have you know usa we just kind of chant usa yeah
1: um, you do, you are a bit one-dimensional yeah, we have that one song where yeah. we just
0: chant three letters um, yeah. <laughs> but that's okay because i'm just going to say 19 to 9 it's all i'm going to say <laughs> but i look forward to the songs in italy that's another thing i wanted to ask you so what what's worse for you yeah losing the Ryder cup or knowing how much I'm going to enjoy a United States victory. What was worse for you?
1: <laughs> yeah, neither. They're the same, really. I, <laughs> uh, I, I, I was definitely, I would have preferred to be able to come on here tonight and, like, really give it into you. I mean, I, I definitely would say, and I don't know if the European team feels this, but most Ryder Cups, I feel that we're the underdog. Does that make sense? I I feel feel that we go in as the underdog. So a win gives you like total bragging rights. I did look at population sizes of U.S. to Europe. Europe is obviously a bigger population size. So if you take all of Europe, which we're pulling from to all of U.S., we're like 700 and something million, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, Europe is. But you've got to remember, Europe is going to have – many countries that do not play golf really at all right you know you're gonna have like how many golfers are coming from the netherlands for instance yeah how many. May, how many Ryder cup stars can you name from germany Two. how big Germany's, how big it, Germany's is, a huge country
0: yeah i have the but, stats up in front of me golf isn't very big in germany is it
1: no it's just not yeah. so europe has got a lot of people but like you know denmark it's just, you're not going to get loads. you. I mean, we've had a good amount from Denmark. The, the biggest puncher in population for European golf is Ireland, Northern Ireland and Ireland. It's mental the amount of good players they produce. There's like seven people in those two countries. It's like ridiculous how powerful they are for the players they produce. It's impressive. It, they're like an outlier. But then you get Germany, which has a massive population, and we're talking Langer. And who's the other guy maybe made Rider Cup? I can't remember his name now, but he won recently or competed recently. Um, someone will maybe hit me up on Twitter with his name because it, it, it escapes me now. But yeah, so we've got it's a big population in Europe, but we're not pulling on that many. Like Italy, but you take the Molinari brothers away, where you've got one other guy, can't remember his name now as well. I can never say it correctly. He was fringe Rider Cup. But like we're not getting loads and loads of Italy golfers where you take football like they're a fantastic footballing nation who produce world class footballers. Um, Portugal, how many golfers are coming from Portugal? And none, hardly any. Um, It's so I do think uh, we do go in a little bit as the underdog. So I would have preferred to come on and play the underdog bragging card. But I'll be joking aside. I was happy that you won as well. Because I just felt like it was all getting a little one-sided, and it, I just thought, "Do you know what? They just need those Americans. They just need a little pick-me-up." <laughs>
0: <laughs> and we got it, and we don't care how it came about. <laughs> We're just happy to put the W on the board.
1: Yes, so it was a great. It was a great event, regardless of the score. I thought it was brilliant. It was entertaining. It showed some great aspects of competitive golf i think there was a little bit of fire in people's bellies bryson putting his putter on the ground with a putt that's not gimme just quick before we finish because i'm just wrapping up before we finish the the biggest thing that i find most interesting is when the rider cup comes around is that the talk of give hits yeah. up on social media yeah. i just think that there's no chat with give there's zero chat with give I will not give you a foot long putt if I don't want to. And I will give you a 10 foot putt. You're talking if we're doing match play. If we are playing match play in a Ryder Cup, there's no chat about if something is a gimme. The amount of people that want to have a chat, oh, that should have been given. How's that not given? But it's not given because the words didn't come out of his mouth. It's as simple as that. Like, I always think it's really weird, the gimme chats. And that's why I'm laying his putter down. Is basically oh, yeah. a gimme chat, isn't it? I'm thinking, Yeah. well, what? it wasn't, just tap it in. Like, if it's that easy, just tap it in, bro. Yeah,
0: yeah. So uh, here's how I look at it. When you play, you've played competitive golf, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I know you don't play that much anymore, but you've played competitive golf, stroke play. Um, Like stroke most competitive golf. Um, but when you were playing a stroke play event, did you expect somebody to give you a putt?
1: No, no, stroke play. No, you no can't, resumes. right? Yeah. You can't. So yeah. when you
0: have an 18-inch putt, you just you walk it up in. and you tap it in. So when I play match play or anyone asks me for advice on match play, I just say when it comes to putting, assume it's like stroke play and assume that you're going to have to make every single putt. Your opponent is it's, – it's a stroke play event. Your opponent doesn't have an option of giving you a putt because all you're doing is you're putting yourself – it's a self-inflicted wound. You're putting yeah. yourself in a bad spot by getting mad. I had a 12-inch putt and they made me putt that. Yeah. And you're and you're getting yourself worked up um, over something you don't need to. Step up to it. It's a short putt. Tap it in. Um, yeah. and and don't give your opponent an opportunity to get an advantage on you uh, because they didn't give you an 18-inch putt. Just step up like it's a stroke play event, go through your routine, knock it in the hole. Certainly. And then
1: you're so, done. Move on to the next one. Yeah. In the UK, growing up as an amateur, if you play decent level amateur golf, you play a lot of match play. It, it goes to match play a lot. Um, and I used to just play metal play. My match play, I was playing metal. So if I shoot three under and I lose, I'm telling everyone I shot three under and lost. Like it, it I, I'm pleased. I shot three under. We're playing a medal round. If that day was a tournament, I'd have been top five with that score. Right. I just happened to play someone who was. I I I got one in four out of the people out of the twelve that are playing. There were basically three or four who were equal or better than me. So I was just unlucky. Um, I used to play medal in my head. I was playing medal. I knew if I shot subject to the conditions, one under, two under, three under, level, whatever the conditions were, and I lost that didn't feel like a loss to me because it was interesting as well. And I used to, I I don't know anyone who didn't used to do this at a decent level. The team could lose and I would get my point and I would go home happy as Larry. I'd rather the team win, but I can't do anything else, but get my point. What else do you want me to do? I can't get your point. And Westwood getting his point on the last day with the emotions he was feeling You can argue maybe it didn't matter by then, but it mattered to him. He wanted that point. That'll go down on his record as a point. His son was on his bag. It was the last, possibly his last ever Ryder Cup, but hopefully won't be. Um, And you could see what that point meant to him. Uh, And that's what the mentality is. He wasn't worried about what was given or what wasn't given. He was just going out there and getting his point um i love it when people get a little bit upset that something's not given because i just think if it's that easy to get in your head here we go like you you just if you're leaving the door open that easily i'm going to walk straight in there and rattle around because that's like like the gimme chats i find yeah they blow my socks off a little
0: bit yeah some of the guys (laughs) i play with like when we're doing um
1: i just think you, you know they, they competitive expect
0: competitive. give me putts like if it's inside eight feet they're, they're kind of looking at you like hey yeah you know, yeah can i pick this one up uh no you are you know you're 50 if you're a tour pro you're 50 50 from there i'm yeah, not gonna yeah. give you that uh yeah. you better put that out yeah absolutely. Uh, you know, I, one other thing i wanted to say i absolutely loved i think it was great to see like that morikawa hovlin match yeah. uh, it was fun to see those two play together in singles and i loved you know, the, the event was beyond decided and Hovland was like, all the rest of them was grinding so hard to win the point. Um, And it was fun to, you know, it it was fun to watch Hovland just have absolutely no let up in uh, he didn't throw the towel in. He, He, they're out there and they're, they're doing the best they can. You know, these players, they're amongst the best in the world and you don't get to be that level without being hyper-competitive. And they're all yeah. hyper-competitive no matter what it is. If we wanted to go you know, pitch quarters against the wall with them, they're going to try to beat you.
1: Yeah, um, totally. and,
0: and, and so for those out there that think that it's just kind of an exhibition for them and they don't really care, that is not at all true. They are all very driven. And you could see that with the European players in those singles matches on
1: Sunday that were just... Putting everything they had into it. Yeah, hundred percent. I totally agree. And the thing is, as well, you make a good point. There is that you don't get that group of people together very often. Sure. Yeah. Does that make sense? So, yeah. in an event, the chance we always wanted Tiger and Ernie battling it out. You know, you wanted the the best players of that time battling it right. out. You don't get those group of golfers in on a course at the same time competing for the same goal you get two of them miss the cut four of them miss the cut you get you know one of them's running away with it and the chances of getting all those people together and then obviously when the singles comes along and all the others because of the you know the mix-up of the groups you do just get to see some of the best well the best in the two tours coming together well that's unfair as well because that doesn't that excludes australia's best and and asia's best as well but certainly european americans best players together you know you're going to see ram playing against whoever and McElroy and brooks playing against. so that it definitely is great for chucking in big names into the mix it was good Uh, like i say i disappointed with the result but i'm pleased for you though thank you sir um honestly i'm Happy for you.
0: I get to remind you of this for the next two years. So I'm going to <laughs> take every opportunity to, to talk about it. I think every episode we do for the next two years should have at least a three minute segment dedicated to the Ryder cup in this century.
1: Or, or like the title of everyone should be whatever, whatever. 99, 99. Like should just be, you should yeah. just wear a big shirt with 99 on so or hat. I, sh-
0: I should 19 with two
1: cans of beer 99 in the middle and two straws coming in every time I'm talking you could just be sipping <laughs> <laughs> And I'll be chanting USA. I'll <laughs> yeah. be chanting USA. Yeah, absolutely. There we go. Thanks for listening, everybody. Let us know what you thought of the Ryder Cup. I'm sure you've all loved it. It wasn't the result we wanted, but if you're European side, but if you US, it was fantastic, I'm sure. But at the end of the day, what it was, what the Ryder Cup always does, it was just a fantastic competitive event. Even though the score doesn't say it's competitive, it was still really competitive.